Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so glad that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number three. Our passage for today is Mark 9:24. You know, as I sit on my front porch, you know, one of the things I do that I've started picking up in the last a uh, couple years as I've been doing this. And this is kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm 42. Uh, this year I'll turn 43. So maybe this is like my midlife crisis. But I've all, I started watching hummingbirds. Like this is bizarre. But I, I know, it's fine. I, I, I think hummingbirds and then just all kinds of stuff. Like I watched a spider for like four or five minutes the other day. Like just, I've never slowed down a moment in my life. But for some reason now I'm looking at spiders and I'm looking at birds and it's a weird thing. Anyway, uh, but I watch these birds, and if you ever get a moment, I know your day is probably really crazy today, but what would it look like? Just slow down for a minute, maybe at lunch or whatever. Slow down, sit on a bench, and just watch. Just watch all the stuff around you. Even watching people, not creepy, but just watching people and watching the trees and the leaves and the birds. I mean, it's there's so much to be learned. And, and so uh, as I'm reading these passages, as I'm out on my front porch, that's one of the other things I start doing is just slow down, just kind of watch what's going around, watch the sun come up, watching the leaves. It's it's weird. I, I know, but it, it's honestly been one of those things that has been really, really helpful helpful uh, for me. So anyway, maybe that's a part of your daily rhythm, weekly rhythm. Find a couple minutes just to slow down, sit, take a few breaths and take it in. It's, there's so much awesome stuff. So anyway, Mark 24, or Mark 9, 24. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. Uh, I've got two boys, two sons, and I have a daughter. Um, but when my boys were, were young, uh, I had my office, and right next to my office was this huge tree. And uh, my older son, he's very calculated, very, you know, uh, cynical, careful, all those adjectives. That's who he is. My other son is the complete opposite. He is uh, reckless in the best kind of way. He adventure. He wants to jump in and experience life. Like the best thing for him is like going for a hike and bringing, you know, a knife and a machete and just figuring it out, going on an adventure. And these two boys have approached this tree uh, that was outside my office just a little bit differently. My younger son sees this tree as an incredible opportunity for awesome. And so I, I don't know if, which one of these you're like, but maybe you can start going like, oh, I'm, I'm like that. But so he like climbs the tree, like runs up to the tree. Of course, my wife's like, whoa, 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 be careful. You could get hurt. And I'm like, go for it. So I guess you pinpointed who I am. Go for it, buddy. Have a great time. This is going to be so amazing. It's great adventure, right? He climbs up the tree. Well, my oldest son is not going to be outdid by his younger brother. And so he starts like climbing up the tree very carefully. And I think once he got to the top of the tree, he realized I have made a terrible decision where my other son is like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And so I'm at the bottom of the tree watching my two boys up there and I'm, I'm looking at my youngest son. And I'm like, OK, Cooper, jump, just jump. And Cooper, without even thinking about it, just jumps, just spreads his arm out like a spider squirrel or whatever those things called, just jumps out. I grab him. I swing him. I drop him on the ground Well, I didn't drop him on the ground. 
I, I placed him gently on the ground and uh, placed him on the ground. And I was like, wasn't that awesome? And he was like, that was so amazing. And we laughed and high fived. And he was so excited. I looked to my older son. I'm like, okay, buddy, now it's your turn. I'm like, jump to dad. And he was like, no. <laughs> no, no chance I am jumping out of this tree. I was like, buddy, trust me, just jump out of the tree. I'll catch you. And he's like, yeah, you'll catch me. You're so distracted, you'll probably drop me. You'll be like, oh, there's a squirrel. And then all of a sudden, I'll, I'll fall, I'll break every bone in my body, and you'll, uh, you'll have let me down, right? And I'm like, buddy, I would never do that. Just trust me. Just trust that I'm here for you, that I'm going to take care of you. And he was like, nope, I don't. I don't trust that you're going to catch me. Now, as a father, that broke my heart because I, I, I went in between being hurt or really ticked off. Like, come on, bro. Are you kidding me? Do you know everything I do for you? And this other part's like, oh my gosh, he doesn't trust me. So I kind of went between those two emotions. Finally, just going, bud, there is nothing that I would ever want to have happen to you, bad. Like, look, like, I caught your brother. Like, I will catch you. I promise. And he said, you promise? And I said, I promise. And it was, it was painful watching him go through this dance. But finally, he jumped. I caught him. I kind of spun him around, sat him on the ground. Um, and he looked at me with just so much joy. And he's like, you did it. You really caught me. You really did what you said you did. And I said, of course, buddy. I, 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 of course I did. I, 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 why would I not do that? And, and it started making me think about the way we view our relationship with God. Like so often, I think we're like my older son, just timid. You know, it's like, I don't know if you are who you say you are. I don't know if you'll do uh, what you'll say you do. And that's why this passage for me is so reassuring. It's so reassuring. I cannot express how much I love this passage. Are you with me? Like, I'm imagining you in this car going, oh, yeah, I love this passage. And if you've never heard this passage, oh, it's just so life-giving because I think we have this view of God that is incredibly incorrect. So let me set the scene for you. The scene is this, that there is a father and he has a son that's demon possessed. And um, in this, in this, in, in this, uh, this boy who's demon possessed is mute and he goes in these fits of rage. It's awful. And so this father has come to the disciples to say, hey, could you help heal my son? The disciples can't. So they finally bring, um, bring this boy before Jesus. The father does. So the disciples and the father bring this boy to Jesus. And so the father's like before Jesus, he's already done his sales pitch to the disciples and it didn't go good. So he goes to Jesus and he says to him, hey, look, if there's anything you could do, that'd be great. Like, if, if, but you know, if there's anything that you could do to heal my son, that would be awesome. And, and Jesus, <laughs> Jesus catches him and basically goes, if, you know what I mean? You know how somebody catches you sometime? Like, what do you mean? You know, and they, they start kind of teasing that out a little bit. And you're like, oh no, I was just kind of talking out loud. And he's like, no, no, no. But you said, if, if I could heal your son, as if there was another option, you know, as if I'm not God who, who knit your son together in his mother's womb, if, and then with so much grace and mercy, he says, all things are possible for those who believe he's trying to teach the disciples and trying to teach this man 
a really beautiful lesson. He's trying to teach us too. And maybe if we will we'll listen and observe and hear and maybe uh, say, what, what could this mean? to What does this mean to me? I, I actually think it could be really transformative for us. Um, and what he says is, I, I, the father says, I, I believe, I believe, but help me with that part that doesn't believe. I believe, but help me with my unbelief. You see, for, faith for so many of us is very black and white. Either you have it or you don't. You're either in or you're out in, in as it relates to faith, right? Meaning like it's that abstract. And I think within certain things in scripture, there are, like it says, if you don't acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior, that you know what? Separation from God is that option. But if you really say that he is Lord, that he is the way, the truth, and the light, that no man comes to the Father except through him, then no, that is real. That is truth. But as it relates to living this life in faith, I think for so many of us, we think that he's, he's either like you either are doing it all wrong or you're doing it all right. And I think God's grace and his mercy redefines this moment for us. And, and the reason why is this, is this passage in Hebrews 4 uh, that I absolutely love. It's, it's about, um, it's this idea that he is our high priest. But there's a part in there in verse 15 where it says he empathizes with our humanity. Just stop for a second and think about that. The God of the universe empathizes with our humanity. Well, why? Be, because Jesus came to, God came to us, Jesus, Emmanuel, he's with us. He was fully God, fully man. He experienced the full weight of temptation to the level that none of us, in fact, you could make the claim that no one was more tempted than Jesus. You see, we give in too easily because we're sinful, but because Jesus didn't sin, he experienced the full weight of all of, the, of all that temptation. Like when the disciples denied him, he felt the full weight of that denial. The deepest levels that when he was tempted by Satan, it was the full weight of that temptation. We give in completely. And so he says he empathizes. The writer of Hebrews says he empathizes with our humanity. He basically looks at each and every one of us and says, I know what that feels like. I know how hard that is. Where, whatever you're going through right now, as you listen to this podcast, Jesus knows it. He knows that hurt. He knows that pain. He knows that confusion. He knows it. William Barclay has this great quote. He's one of my uh, favorite commentary commentators. And, and he says this, he said, Jesus is the perfect high priest because he is perfectly God and perfectly man. Because he has known our life, he can give us sympathy, mercy, and power. He brought God to men and he can bring men to God. He sees our heart. He looks to this father and he sees this father's heart as this father authentically comes before Jesus going, I want to believe Everything inside of me wants to believe that you're going to heal him. 
but I just watched your disciples fail, and I'm still struggling with the fact that you are God, that you are Messiah, and that you can do this. But help me. Help me with the part that doesn't believe. He sees his heart. He sees our heart. He sees for so many of you that you're trying. Don't give up. He sees you right where you're at. But the key phrase, I think, in this passage is help me. Help me. I believe, but help me with my unbelief. We need help. You just need to ask for it. The scriptures say that he is a good father who wants to give to his children. He says, make your requests known unto the Lord, that he is the giver of all good gifts. He allows you to be alive right now in this moment. He loves you so much and he sees your heart and he empathizes with your situation. So I don't know what it is for you today. I don't know what pain or hurt or confusion that you're going in, but scream to him, help me. I believe, but help me with the part that's not believing. I need help. You are humbling yourself in the sight of the Lord. You are simply saying you are God and I am not. I do not understand the mystery of all that you are. And I need help. We need help. Asking for help is the first step in faith. Asking for help is the first step in faith. He sees his mustard. He sees this father's mustard seed size faith and he heals his son. I find that remarkable. This man doesn't have full faith and yet God heals his son because he sees his heart and he sees your heart. Would you just be open before him, honest before him? Honest before him. What do you need to ask God help for that you are trying to control? What do you need to ask God for right now? What do you need help with right now that you are trying to control? Let go. Let faith be lived out in that mysterious step forward to God the Father who loves you so much and he sees you in your hurt And in your pain and in your frustrations, he sees it all. He sees it all. And would you trust him and watch him do what he does best next? So may God, the empathizer, fill you with hope as you ask for help. I hope you've been challenged by this passage in the same way that I have. I look forward to doing this again with you. Please, again, it's always helpful when you when you like this, when you share it, when you comment, subscribe to it, all these things to subscribe to Front Porch Confessional and uh, let's learn and grow together. Cheers. Cheers.